Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, I'm certainly glad that you know where you are. Uh, hi, and you know where you are. And Good morning. It is the, uh, wow, the 10th of uh, August, 2022. Patrick Timpone here from the great state of Texas in Dripping Springs, the gateway to the hill country where we have hills and wedding. The rain angels are going to come tomorrow. So we're pretty excited about that. Good morning. Here's our phone number if you care to join us, 888-663-6386. And I forgot my water and, well, I do have my eggs though. We're having six raw eggs, so we'll do that. I got a little bit of coffee left over. We'll get some water during a commercial. We're going to have fun this morning. Uh, a little bit later on, around noon, Mike Stone is going to join us. Mike is a really interesting fellow. He's He knows more about virology than virologists. Because virologists go to school and then they don't know anything about virology. And it's just... <laughs> but so he's a very smart guy. And we're going to dig into this monkey business box thing. It's just... So we're going to do that at noon. So uh, if you care to join the show also, you can email patrick at oneradionetwork.com. So now it's exciting. We're going to talk about banking. I know that seems a little dull, but but mom always told you to marry a banker, right? And the reason you want to marry a banker is because they create money on a computer and loan it to you. I mean, it's pretty cool the way they do that. And, you know, as they say, <laughs> the best way to make money for a living is to make money for a living and that's what they do and our guests are some folks uh, I kind of feel like they're old friends we've talked to them a few times over the year, years Jack and Margie Flynn and they are in uh, the great state of Arkansas up in um, Cherokee Village Arkansas sounds great up in north central Arkansas and Jack and Margie Flynn they have been kind of um, patriots revolutionaries for a long time and so, right? Good morning, guys and girls. Hi, hi. Good morning, Patrick. How you doing, Jack? Good morning, Patrick. Yeah. Good to be with you again. Yeah. How long, Jack, have you and Margie been uh, uh, patriot kind of things, researching these kind of things we're going to talk about a long time? Oh, that goes way, way back. It started when I was uh, 12 years of age. No. No. <laughs> yeah, it's about 12. Wow. And it's been a constant effort ever since. And Margie started about... Well, I actually fell in love with the idea of patriotism when I was a very little girl because I lived in Massachusetts. My dad used to take me to the uh, Lexington Common to watch the reenactment of the Battle Revolution. Oh. So I kind of cut my teeth on it, yeah. and I became very active with it when I was uh, 14 years old. Yeah. yeah. So you all spent a lot of time studying the law constitution the courts everything you've been through a lot of stuff right yes you could say that <laughs> yeah well i know you guys yeah a lot of stuff so what brought you to the world of banking and your new book which is called bypass the banks now that sounds like a great idea i'm going to learn a lot here well, what, we hope your, so. yeah what brought you to this part point well um if you understand the way the work world works people who run the show are the bankers because they own and create, distribute, and control all the money pretty much on this planet. 
And when you understand the extent of their control, the depth and the breadth and the scope of it, you realize that everything is contrived by and through their control, what they want. Not what's best for the people, mm. but what these folks want. What they want. So that would be, Margie and Jack, everything from uh, the uh, Bank of International Settlements to the IMF to the World Bank to the Bank of uh, Central Bank of, uh, of Europe, you know, ECB, Private Federal Reserve, all of them. Yes. All of them. Yes. Right? Yeah. All of them. It's all the same pack of wolves, basically. <laughs> and this book is, is, you know, it touches upon that, but it, it's really aimed at the regular guy and gal because those folks can't even imagine dealing with the upper echelon bankers. They, they wouldn't even really ne- necessarily recognize right. who they are yeah. and where they are. But they can relate to the fact that the day-to-day lives they live are dictated to by money and yeah. a bank. The money, control the money, issue the money, whether it's cash, you write a check, you use a bank card, it's all the same thing. So this is an effort to get people to think about how they're living. And we try to focus in very direct, straightforward language, everyday speak, to talk about the country, how we arrived at some of these problems, what's behind most of them, and how people can actually live their lives in a way that extricates them from a lot of these problems. That's why we call it Bypass the Banks, because we're encouraging people to go around that big obstacle course and make their own way in terms of how they live their lives. In other words, take some control back in your life and accept the responsibility for being a living, breathing man or woman on the land with inherent unalienable rights. And the way to protect those rights and exercise those rights, obviously, we're going to go to the Constitution, which has been our Hmm. foundation and our rock for a very long time. And some people might say, oh, these guys are like a broken record. Everything's (laughs) a Constitution. Well, guys, we're living in a constitutional republic, supposedly. And if we have a a republic that's a constitutional republic, that means the Constitution runs the show. And we're supposed to be self-governing people. Hmm. We are the government. We are the du jour of the government of right. That's right. Hmm. So if we don't know how to exercise our rights, if we don't know how to use our constitutions, whether it's the national constitution or the state constitutions, we don't know how to use them to keep government in control, walking the narrow path that the constitutions allow them, then it's on us when things go awry. And right now things are really... You know, Things are awry, 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 awry more than ever exactly. before in the history of the universe, right? It's like crazy it, it, land it's, out there. Yeah, we're, we're on tilt here, guys. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of people are talking, and, and they're talking about uh, what's going to happen, the big plan, and all of this. Reset and all that stuff. Yeah. All this nonsense. And, guys, it's nonsense. You know, we, we would love to have a nice dream that someone's going to swoop down from the sky and rescue us. But this is the real world and in this particular world that doesn't happen we have to be our own heroes our own saviors our own rescuers and this this is why we wrote the book right. to show people you there, can do this. there are some you remedies so well jack and margie no well, i get it and as you know i've been looking at this time for a long time as well 25 years not as long as you guys but um the challenges have seemed to me to always have been <clears throat> let's if we have to have the courts involved in any way, that these people, they don't recognize the Constitution, right? They just, you start talking about the Constitution in some court, 
and it's it's like la la land is that right i mean so can you navigate and become more free people on the land without going to court yes yes you can hmm. now as marcus says we're strictly constitutionalists so we base everything we do put your microphone closer jack we base everything we do in the power and the authority of the constitution mm-hmm and to answer your question, yes, the courts are totally unconstitutional, totally corrupt, hmm. totally tyrannical, totally communist, okay? Yeah, wow. Yet we and our people, Patrick, have won against those corrupt unconstitutional courts thousands and thousands of times over the past six decades. Have you? Okay? Huh. Yes, many, many times. Now, we're retired. We, we announced our fourth retirement just two months ago because we hmm. kind of had it with uh, working with people who are not really trying to help themselves. We work with people who try to help themselves. Now, let's, let's and help the country. And let's go to the situation involving the courts. The courts are notoriously corrupt. Your audience knows this, I'm sure. Yes, yes, they the do. The courts are also corporations or businesses operating for profit. Mm-hmm. Your audience likely knows this as well. Therefore, they are not constitutional courts based on the authority and the power of the Constitution acting under Article 3 of that document. However, Article 6 of the Constitution requires all judges, all courts, all public offices to hold the Constitution as the supreme law of the land over any other form of law. So when we go to court, we have a whole routine that we use and our people use to make sure that we obtain justice, okay? Hmm. We knuckle the court, we put the court in a corner. When we put that court in a corner, the court really has no extrication ability at all, okay? And we usually, well, usually in close to 100% of the cases, we win our cases, whether it be in court or out of court before public My goodness. And this is as, as people acting what they call pro se without an attorney, you do it yourself or no, not? No. no, we stay away from the term pro se. I see. That has been co-opted as a systems term. I see. And there are all sorts of ramifications that go along with uh, claiming one is pro se. Yeah. We are we jurists in our own right, our own bases, our own authority. Jack, uh, get, your, get your mic more in front of your mouth there. I, there sure. There you go. Sure. based upon the authority of the Constitution. So when we go to court, before we ever go to court, we have a whole process, as I mentioned, which is all based on the Constitution and its power and authority and the constitutional mandates imposed upon government. So what we do, to give you an example, is if we have a problem with a government official, we will write that government official what we call a constitutional affidavit or a presumptive constitutional affidavit, in which we make our charges and claims, mm-hmm. whatever they may be, against this government officer and specifically cite the unconstitutional actions he committed against us. Mm. We give him the opportunity to rebut everything that we've stated by means of his own sworn and notarized affidavit, okay? Mm-hmm. We've been doing this for almost 70 years. Wow. I have Margie less than me. And all that time, and Patrick, all that time, we've reached millions of people. Millions and millions and millions. No kidding. And all that time, not one public official has ever rebutted one affidavit. Not one. 
Now, an affidavit, an unrebutted affidavit, stands as fact and truth before the court. So our position is that we want our opponent to admit to and agree with all of our charges and claims against him before we ever go to court. And we want him to verify that his charges and claims against us are based on the power and authority of the Constitution. This is all stated in the affidavit. No one ever rebuts it. They can't rebut so it. On, Okay, so so before we get too deep into that, because this gets pretty geeky for people, because uh, it's far, for us to understand what's going on, um, what would be a reason and a motive for some of our listeners in this country, or around the world, but this, I'm sure you're just talking about the United States, what would be a reason why they would need to or want to even get into court and do some of these affidavits. Why? What, what, would, what would go on where it would force them to do it? First of all, the affidavit is designed to prevent our going to court. Okay. The affidavit is intended to resolve the problem before you ever have to go. Oh, cool. So what would be a reason why you even do an affidavit? Well, it could be anywhere from a simple traffic ticket uh, to a tax uh, to a court enforcement all the way up to dealing with a bank or a major branch of government hmm. that is involving unconstitutional actions, oh. you know, pursuing unconstitutional actions against the people. I see. The people are the only ones who can help themselves, Patrick. Yeah. The government is not going to help us. That's it. Jack, once again, keep your mic right on your mouth and you keep moving it. And I, it's very... I'm sorry. Attaboy, just right up there, right up there. So, so let me just ask a lot of questions here so we can understand what's going on. So, um, in the banking world, um, uh, the only reason we really need a bank, I suspect, correct me if I'm wrong, is if we want to borrow money for a home, right? Yes. Because who, who, who has $300,000 laying around to buy a house, or whatever it is? Right. right. And so, do you think that's a reasonable thing to do, even knowing the banking system as it is? No, 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 I don't. You don't? Okay, why? No, because anything based in fraud, which banking is, yeah, carries the fraud, the fraud forward throughout the entire society. And the entire society is dealing on a fraudulent system that is not benefiting that society at all, but benefiting private interests. Gotcha. Banks. Yeah. Okay. So, in our book, I mean, we can get into the book later on, but the whole idea behind the Constitution is to let people use the power and the authority of the Constitution to protect themselves. Unfortunately, when you go back to the very beginning of this nation, we had a revolution, as we all know. We theoretically won that revolution, as we all know. Theoretically, I emphasize that because it really wasn't a win. We theoretically had a free government, which we did not have right from the very beginning. And we theoretically had a free government from that time on up to the present, which has never happened. America has never been a free nation. America has never been based on the gold standard, okay? The fraud that has been perpetrated upon the people from the very beginning. Take the Washington regime, the so-called first president, George Washington. Well, there's a question as to whether he was really elected as first president or, or John Adams, okay? That's a controversy. We don't have to get into that here. But Washington 
was what I call the Kingsman, who followed the power and the authority of Britain, not the United States. All right? He and his chief of staff, Alexander Hamilton, and John Jay, who was the first Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, founded the first central bank in this country in 1791. Totally unconstitutional. And we've had a, a private central bank in this country owned mostly by private interest ever since. Okay, people are saying you've got to speak into that mic because we can't hear you, brother. All right, let me... Let me give it over to Margie. Maybe she can separate it. Okay, okay, okay. I don't want to. Let's let's not too go deep into the weeds too much on the history. We we've done a lot of shows on that. Lots of shows. We know it's a whole thing is screwed up. Eighteen, as you said, Jack, seventeen ninety one, first bank of the United States. We lost it there, right? Hamilton and the boys and went over to England. They did the whole thing. So we know the banking system is fraudulent. We know the whole thing is fraudulent. <clears throat> How? How can our listeners gain some kind of way to have a home if they don't go to the bank? Okay. Okay. That's what we discussed in the book. We discussed a lot of things in the so book. So how do we do it? How, just simple, big picture. Not no. The most, yeah. The simplest thing to say, okay, is an age-old method that's been around for a very long time, but very few people use it. Okay. And that's dealing principle to principle, Okay. And we've done this every time we've purchased a property. Principle we, to principle. Yes. A principle meaning the person who is trying to sell their property mm-hmm. and the person who wants to buy the property. Okay. By dealing principle to principle, you can, you can structure a deal so that neither of you um, is harmed in both and the bank has nothing to do with it. And it comes down to the as simple things what used to be called a seller carry. Except we go into much more detail about how to do how to this do it. have mortgages on their houses. And they think, well, I can't sell my house, but yes, you can. And we go into detail as to how someone can do that, even if they have a mortgage, how they can structure a sale with a seller, a buyer, together on terms that work for them. Yeah. And in ways, basically, you're doing sometimes in some instances, an exchange, like say an older couple, for example, somebody like our age. Like we had a big old house in Maine that, you know, we didn't need anymore because mm-hmm. it was just the two of us. So, you know, we sold it to another party. And we did so through seller financing. It's very simple, very easy, because it was a benefit to that party and it was a benefit to us. There was no need to involve a bank in the transaction. It's a simple process. Yeah, of these days, with all of the housing prices going up, you know, people might have three or four hundred thousand more in equity in their home, according on paper, Margie and Jack, and they want the money because they want to go somewhere else. So, a, a home self financing thing doesn't work for them. Well, it, it does when you think about it. Okay. First of all, most people don't think before they do things. They're impulsive. Sure, of course, yeah. And this is there's this mental perception of I've got to get the money. But it's, it's a known fact that most people, when they get a windfall of money, unless they have something to put it into directly, that windfall disappears very quickly, right? I understand. Whether they squander it on toys or whatever, or their kids or family say, could you loan me 20 grand or whatever? The bottom line is the money doesn't last, okay? So if you look at the big picture, if someone wants to, let's say an older couple, as I said earlier, wants to sell their house, and uh, say it's worth uh, four hundred thousand dollars. Okay. Yeah, 
and a young couple are living in a small house because they married, they got a small mm-hmm. home, which was what they could afford. Now they've got a couple of kids and another one on the way, and they really like a bigger place. And their place is worth maybe, you know, 250000 mm-hmm. So they look around and they find this elderly couple that are looking to sell their house and they structure a deal. Instead of giving them the entire $100,000, they make a down payment, say maybe 10, 15, 20% of what the house is worth. And then the elderly couple accept payments from this young couple every month. And in a sense, it's an annuity, if you will, for the elderly couple. And they save a heck of a lot in capital sure, gains. Sure, I understand. Well, what if the elderly getting, couple wants to go somewhere and buy a $600,000 house because prices are going up? That doesn't work for them, does it? Well, may, may, maybe not because they have to live within their budgets. Now, right. if they can afford it, and if they can look at it in the terms of, well, if we do a seller finance and it's simple interest and we keep the loan term short, maybe 15, 20 years most, we're actually going to save money because we're not being compounded interest to death, hmm. which is what happens with banks. And you guys you know, go in all this stuff loan. on your book to, so to educate people, to talk to people, to try to educate them to see if they want to do this kind of a deal. Yeah, it's pretty, Yes, because it yeah. makes sense. And when people understand that by, by circumventing the banks, they are basically thumbing their nose at the fraud. Jack mentioned earlier that this is all predicated in fraud. Sure. And it, it doesn't behoove any of us to participate in that fraud at any level. And the reason that we've done so mostly is ignorance on the part of people. Mostly because, yes, people want things, but they don't have any accumulated cash, so they have to borrow. I want it and now. So borrowing, yeah. borrowing has become normal, a way of life in America, and it isn't. It, it's, it's basically a ticket to slavery. Well, uh, well spoken. I mean, we have we the people thirty five trillion that we know of, and there's probably fifty trillion unfunded liabilities. I mean, it, oh, this whole thing is just you know, it's a house of cards. And so, you know, these kind of things that you're talking about, and why I think the I wanted to have you on for the book because they become they may become more and more relevant in the next five years yeah. with this thing, yes. you know, going bonkers in crazy land in, in the financial world. Well, we have to get back to the basics. You know, years ago, people bartered, right? Yeah. They dealt directly, and, and they might barter, you know, a horse for, you know, a dozen chickens sure. and some goats, pigs, whatever. And they made it up as they went along. And if they didn't have enough to make it equal, they offered something else and exchanged some labor for a few weeks, whatever. We got away from that because the banks have convinced us that we don't need to be interpersonal, that we need to use their institutions to function and to basically fund everything we do and that that mentality is killing us literally it's yes, killing sir. us yes ma'am there are some crazy things going on that i wrote about in my screenplay which i'm going to tell you about by the way it's right up my at your alley um that um during this covid thing there were a lot of people that got forbearance on their their note right and and, and there was a lot of instances where the bank's kind of alluded that they were going to put it to the end of the note, the payments they missed, but they didn't. Uh, they, and they, 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 they said, well, you owe us $10,000 or $20,000, whatever it is. And of course, coming out of this pandemic thing, people didn't have it, and they foreclosed on a lot of folks. Right. And pretty spooky stuff. Um, so, it's not spooky, it's fraud. Oh, of it's course. It's deception. Yeah, it's a, a criminal action. I know. It was, it was 
deliberately intended and designed. That was no accident. That's exactly. Yeah, I got some, but I was, I really stayed on them and made sure that I could put it on the end, and I did. I got my forbearance about it a year, which is pretty cool, you know. Um, but um, I, I, I knew what they were up to when they were doing it, so I was talking to them every month, and you know, getting on on record. Now you're gonna put this at the end, right? You know, they never did say exactly that they were going to. Uh, they they were, never do. They were pretty smart. They don't commit to anything. Yeah. You, you have to corner them, Patrick, yeah, because yeah. they're liars. Okay, they're liars and cheats. That's what bankers are. I know the guy next door. It could be a banker. He's a decent guy. Their kids go to school together. They play ball together. Whatever. He works for an evil institution. Hear that, people? Are all Banks uh, credit are not cards your friends. all the same thing? It's the same scam. Everything. Right? Same scam. It doesn't matter because it all goes to the same place. The, the head of the snake. In our world, not just America, but the entire planet, are the banks, okay? The private central banks. Yes, That's the head of the snake. That's the enemy of all the people. And that enemy has co-opted every single major government on this planet. We're all living under the horrible spell of communism. And we have been deluded into thinking that we have freedom, but we are being run by communists and have been for a long time. Communism infiltrated everything very slowly, very stealthily. I mean, this goes way back to before the war of northern aggression. And, and it's very clever in its ministrations because it goes into all of the important institutions in any country. And it insinuates itself. It places people in the right spots. They bring in more people. They start changing the mentality, the philosophy, the ideology, the policy. Next thing you know... You're looking at what the people think is, oh, this is socialism. No, that's that's the road to hell, to communism, and that's where we are. Yeah. We're about ready to go down into the depths of the pit of despair into a communist gulag. If the American people don't wake up and get off their butts and start saying no to all of these nonsensical, insane, tyrannical things that are happening to us on virtually every level. In the last two and a half years with this COVID lie, should be a glaring wake-up call to every American that we are living in a tyranny and that we've been lied to on every level possible. We are, most people I know have someone in their family who is suffering from their so-called uh, vaccine, which isn't a vaccine. Right. And people are dying. They're not telling us the truth about that. If that isn't a signal to the people that, you know, the ones running your country or your city or <laughs> your town or county don't have your best interest at heart, then you must be asleep at the switch or you're dead. Check your pulse. Jack, you know, Jack, Jack and Margie Flynn are with us. You must be dead. And their book is called Bypass the Banks. This is OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, email if you have a question or comment, Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. Um, so we know then, as you have so eloquently said, that all of the central banks and the IMF and all these people who create dollars on their little computer, they are behind the wars, they're behind funding CIA operations, black ops, everything, right? It's just, it's just, and when you, when you can just create money, uh, you, you can just do what you want, and, and these things are private too, so you can't audit them, right? You can't audit them. You can if the people get involved. The people are not involved. See, the bottom line here, Patrick, is Yes, we all know the problems. We all know why they started, how they started. And if we don't know why, we know their existence. 
I'm a pragmatist. I'm a realist. I'm a constitutionalist. We take action against fraud. Knowing that there's fraud out there and doing nothing to stop the fraud just allows the fraud to continue. Now, as I started to say, we won thousands of cases using the Constitution. No one else in the history of this government, of this country has. Hmm. No one. No law firm, no organization, no foundation, nothing. Okay, because no one uses the Constitution anymore except the people you're looking at. The people claim, some people claim they use the Constitution, but they don't hmm. because they denigrate right into statutes, codes, rules, and regulations. We stay with the supreme law of the land. Now, to pick up on your point about the banks, yes, the banks are absolutely sinister criminals. But what have the people done to stop the banks? And that answer is nothing. Well, Jack, they don't know no, what's I, going. They don't know what's going on. You that's know? the problem. They just don't. They don't know. They don't know. See, if the people do not understand the realities in which they live, and the truth regarding those realities. They simply allow those realities to continue and increase in scope, which is why we have these massive programs. Yes, sir. Now, the reason I go back into what we've done and how we've done it is to show that there's a way that people can win against this system if they're willing to do it. And let me give you a prime example. Margie speaks of the past two and a half years. You know, it's been a, a hellhole for the past two and a half years. As Margie said, if people don't recognize that something is wrong, then they should check their pulses, okay? Because something is awfully wrong with America. But if we don't stop it, it will continue. Now, there have been a few people out there, I openly admit, a few people, a few groups, a few organizations that have tried to stop this absolute carnage. But they haven't because they're not using the effectiveness of the power of the Constitution since they don't even use the Constitution. Now, you remember Biden's mandate, get the jab or get fired. Right. People all over the country came to us, okay, all over the country. They said, what are we going to do? We don't want to take the shot, but we don't want to be fired. Right. So what are we going to do? And we said, okay, we're not going to tell you what to do, but we'll tell you what we would do for you in your situation. So we wrote an affidavit that we named, get the shot, get the jab, or be fired, okay? Mm -hmm. It was a fairly extensive affidavit. It went into all sorts of constitutional positions. And the bottom line in this affidavit is that we are stating that no government, no corporation, no organization has the constitutional authority to demand that the American people risk their lives and their permanent safety for their jobs, period. Did it work That was when you did? Line. Did it work? It worked very well. The Supreme Court killed the Biden mandate, okay? But before the Supreme Court killed the Biden mandate, let me tell you what happened, because we all know the problems. We have to know the solutions to the problems. And Maggie and I are all about solutions. That's why people hate us. They don't want the solutions. <laughs> They just want to hear about the problems and talk about the problems forever and deal in, you know, drinking beer and talking about problems. No, we're talking about solutions. So what happened? This affidavit got distributed very widely. Mm -hmm. It was on social media platforms. Jack, put the mic in your front of your face. We did a lot of programs on it, a lot of social media mm -hmm. platforms, what have you. And it was particularly 
distributed within the airline industry, okay, oh. all industries, mm. but the airline industry. All of a sudden, within about two weeks, 10 days to two weeks of the affidavit being out with the people, Southwest Airlines, for no reason, no announced reason, out of the blue, unexpectedly dropped their COVID shot mandate. They dropped it, okay? No one expected this. Two days later, Delta did the same thing. The following day, American did the same thing, and most of them followed. Then various airline, uh, other industries followed. Automobile industries, unions, and what have you. It happened all over the country, okay? People were protecting their jobs because the companies and the, uh, the corporations and institutions probably realized that they were in deep, deep kimchi and had tremendous liability. Yeah. yeah. If they put the American people to risk, okay, by taking a shot, that had no constitutional validity whatsoever. So you think this so, affidavit that went around uh, played a part in all of these airlines? We, Do we, we can't guarantee that, Patrick. But we don't claim that, we, that it was because of us. But the timing and the coincidences are just too coincidental. Sure, sure. So, yes. And Jack, as you I, know, you know, there's about a thousand flights every week being canceled today because they don't have enough pilots and they keep blaming something COVID or something. But you know it's the pilots that don't want to go, you know, don't want to get the shot. Of course. Uh, yeah. Of course. Huh? I mean, how many pilots have died in midair? Okay. Quite a few. Yeah. And if, if the <laughs> co-pilot, crazy. you know, died too, the, the plane's gone. We don't fly. I mean, people can fly if they want. We stay oh, out. Me too. I don't want to. Okay, we got to do a little break here, you kids. Jack, you're doing good, but keep it right there on your mouth. I wish we had a better sound system for you, but you know how things so are. Yeah, we, you know how things are. Not I, I think it's an RN, not your end. No, no, I so know. Don't, but don't if you just right there on your mouth and talk loud, and yeah, you'll be fine. Uh, Jack and Margie Flynn, Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. We are live here. If you have a question or a comment. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com. It's an honor to be here with you, and we're going to talk about this monkey business <laughs> with a real virologist uh, that's not been to school, so he knows his stuff, and Mike Stone. He's one of the best. Mike's been on two or three times. He's a really cool guy, and um, I think you'll enjoy it. That's going to be in about an hour or so. If you are concerned about these things called 5G, 6G, 12G, God knows what, who knows what you, excuse me, they're going to go to. I'm going to go down and get some water. Um, we have a, a little system that's out of Australia we've been promoting for years that really works. It works on the cells in the body, so it doesn't try to block anything. It's been uh, tested with uh, cows and chickens, more eggs, more milk, uh, lower mortality rates, and it works on the cells in the body. It... Um, it kind of resets every 30 or 45 seconds so your body doesn't get used to the, um, what do you call it, to the vibration that it's putting out. So it just helps your cells to deal more efficiently with these things, these electromagnetic fields, cell phone towers, Wi-Fis, and the whole thing. So get one of these. Uh, here's Brandon to tell you about it. And you can just have one called a cube uh, in your home. You can look at it. And uh, you see a picture here if you're on video and audio. You can go on the front page, click on it, use promo code ONE RADIO, and it goes out 90 yards. So get one for your house, and then you can put the Wi Fi up. And even though we don't recommend it, uh, you know, you're not going to kill yourself. We're talking with Brandon Amalani about his great product, the Blue Shield. Uh, and the Blue Shield is uh, the main product, is a cube, and it doesn't block the EMFs as some people think, right, Brandon? 
That's correct. It doesn't. It's it's really about the communication of the device and the, and the body. And what we figured out is how to communicate with the body and amp it up. So it's affecting the cell voltage. It's affecting the intercellular communication. And uh, the most important part is that it's getting the body to stop fighting the EMF, which are repetitive signals in the environment. They're non-native, they're man-made, and the body raises white blood cell counts and, and attacks it like it's a virus, essentially. That's interesting. That's very, very different technology from most units around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This uses uh, multiple scalar outputs, and, and it's really innovative, the scalar realm, because it's using crystal photonics or light to basically do this digital signaling that creates these longitudinal waves that move through time space and affect the subatomic structures between atoms. So as it moves and passes through your body, it's literally affecting the mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual components of what we're made up of. Well, as you can hear, this is this is interesting technology, very different and working on the cells in the body. Uh, the Blue Shield, it's on our website, front page, use promo code one radio, little cube, take care of the whole house. They also have a little personal guy you can put in your pocket or purse. Blue Shield, promo code one radio, one radio network.com. Uh, 90 yards, that's pretty cool. And so that even takes care of your dogs and your cats out in the, out in the yard, you know what I mean? Jelly bean. And it's great. Promo code one radio on oneradionetwork.com. And let me show you if I can get my camera up. This pumpkin, this guy is a uh, portable. And same thing. And you just press this little button and turn it on and put it in your purse or your pocket. Um, and uh, it protects, it gives you good protection when you're in the city when you got billions of cell phone towers. We don't do cell phone towers out here much because in the country so you can get one of these uh, they're all different um, different kinds of uh, units just check it out on Blue Shield on OneRadioNetwork.com have you ever thought about using Pearl to brush your teeth you can do it it's the best thing ever that I've ever used for my teeth and I've been using this about 4 or 5 years check it out one of the fun and easy things we do with this Pearl Seam product is brush our teeth with it but as we look deeper into this product, taking it internally is really kind of magical. Calcium metabolism basically affects the whole metabolism and also your whole energetic systems. Literally, the calcium is the powerhouse for our energy and it also carries the energy everywhere. So whatever we do, you know, either thinking um, or doing any work, it's all, you know, calcium is a carrier to put, you know, get the energy over there. And recently, we had a Professor Paul on our show on the electromagnetic fields, and he explained very clearly how these things were interfering with the proper calcium getting into the, the cells. That's that's fascinating. Yeah. I completely agree with his um, uh, his research because everything is actually a field, you know, vibrational field. Even our body is a field. And also pearl can really, you know, really alter the whole vibrational field because it has this crystalline structure. And this crystalline structure carries the most positive energy and also information and matter. And so when it gets into the body, um, it has com changed the completely vibrational field. So it can heal us at a very deep level. Well, Dr. Rulin Shu, we love the sound of that. Heal us at a deep level. Why not give it a try? Click on the front page of OneRadioNetwork.com. You'll see the ad, Green Container Pearl Seam, 
OneRadioNetwork.com. You betcha, baby. Now, um, we've, over many, many years, have never recommended uh, calcium stuff because it's from rocks and it'll end up in your arteries and not in your bones. It just doesn't work. Pearlsium is from a real living source, pearls. And these pearls are in extremely uh, pristine lakes in China where Rulinchu is from. Yes, uh, all China is not polluted. Much of it is, but the whole, trust me, it's not, not the whole country. And anyway, um, so what they do is they, they have the pearls watch uh, sad movies like Sleepless in Seattle and they cry and they get, I just made that part up. No, they just make pearls and then they, uh, and she, she figures out a way uh, to put these in a powder. It's an incredible product. So brush your teeth, take it internally, and calcium is so good for everything. But it's hard to get uh, a lot of the calcium that we need, even in the you know in the in the vegetables that um, we're finding. There's more problems with vegetables than we've ever thought in the last two or three months. If you've been listening to our shows, but anyway, even with the kale and the collards and all that, uh, with the way the soils, the calcium just isn't there. So check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Speaking of our last two or three months, we've been doing quite a bit of research into a more animal-based, whether you call carnivore or keto. We've interviewed lots of people, and we're going to continue to because we think there's something really here. The science says that it is. And uh, we talked with uh, Ivor Cummings in, in, um, where is he, Ireland yesterday, Uh, Dr. Rivet Sives, a really cool guy a few days ago, uh, Al Dannenberg, a doctor, Robert Klitz, uh, Kilts rather, Kilts, and all about carnivore and more ketogenic blood. And you'll really learn about blood sugar, insulin, insulin resistance, and how this all works. And you'd be surprised. You get off carbs and your whole insulin thing just straightens up. Boom. Done. <laughs> your blood sugar. So there's something going on with this. And uh, so check it out on BitChute, all of our videos, and also on the audio on OneRadioNetwork.com. And I hope you to feel better, because if you're not big and strong and have your mojo, uh, you're not going to be able to take on the the devil and the stuff when he comes after you, maybe. They're not going to come after you. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Jack and Margie Flynn are with us, and we're talking about their book, Bypass the Banks. You know, that is an interesting thing, guys. Get a little closer together, if you would. Um, You know, as you know, there's been a war on food for a long time, and this whole GMO thing, and, you know, and crazy stuff. And they've been weakening people on the spiritual, emotional, physical level for years. And uh, it's tough to to do the kind of things that you're talking about doing if you're sick, right? I mean, it just is. People, they're, they're sick, they're not going to worry about anything that we're talking about today, right? So it's it's really important. That's why we talk about taking care of ourselves as much as we can. Whatever. So if here, we don't take, if go we ahead. If we don't take care of ourselves, Patrick, we can't take care of anything. Anything. So we're done. Right. We're done. Just done. Um Here's an email for you from Sandy, Valley Stream, New York. Oh, let's go visit. I'm attempting to buy a family home from siblings at a decent price. He's in all of my savings, cashing in two IRAs, and will need to cash in my medals, too. Mm. Do not want mortgage and have to pay cash only. Looking for creative ideas to obtain 
100000 or more, unfortunately, house was put in a trust. So this might be a little complicated, but just in general, do you recommend she sells everything to do this house thing? I wouldn't want to sell everything because you always want to keep something behind just in case. Especially she's probably got gold and silver, sounds like, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't sell everything. I think it's best to keep something in reserve because you just never know. A house is important, but so is your safety down the line. Our programs work, and we have quite a few programs in the book, okay? They work if there's equity in the transaction. If there's no equity in the transaction, it's not going to work very well. It can work. Explain what that means, Jack. Explain what that means. Meaning that the seller of the house has an equity position in the house of so many dollars, and the buyer coming in has an equity position in cash that he puts on the line, okay? Mm -hmm. So if there's an equity position on, on both sides, and if both people are willing to cooperate with each other, and not get involved in, you know, a, a sure. fight from hell because <laughs> a lot of real estate winds up in that. Hmm. And that's, yeah, especially families. That's the most ridiculous things in the world. We have to learn to be fair with each other yeah. and just with each other and deal honorably with ethics and correctness. Okay? Yeah. yeah. So let, let me give an example of what this person could do. Yeah, she looks like she's about 100000 short to make it all work, and that's if she sells everything. Yeah, exactly. Well, that depends upon whether the siblings are willing to carry the $100,000 or not. But let me give you a typical transaction, Mm -hmm. okay? And let's keep the numbers small. Let's say it's a $100,000 house. It's worth $100,000. The fellow who owns the house owes $25,000. Okay. He wants to sell the house. The bank says, no, you can't sell the house. You have to pay us off first. You have to pay off the whole twenty-five. The yeah. yeah. And the buyer wants to come in and assume the twenty-five, and the bank says, "No, you, you can't assume the twenty-five. Okay, it has to be paid off." So this is where the bank stands in the way of buyers and sellers effectuating transactions. So if we have two logical-minded people who will deal in common sense, the buyer could say, "Look, I'll buy your house." I'll pay you twenty-five thousand. I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, and I'll pay you a hundred thousand dollars in this manner. Mm-hmm. I'll give you fifteen thousand dollars cash right now. Okay, I will assume, not lawfully or not, let's say legally, your twenty-five thousand dollar note. But I will assume the obligation of that note, and I will give you a note of sixty thousand dollars to make up the difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a very easy way to do it. So what happens? In this particular situation, when the buyer pays, down, pays the, the 15000 up front, no, mm-hmm. the 15000 oh, up front, and assumes the obligation of the twenty-five, the seller deeds him half the house. Mm-hmm. So the, the buyer now is half owner of the house. To, to, let's say, secure his interest, he could if he wanted, take a second mortgage to secure that interest. We don't suggest that, but he could do that, okay? Now, during the transaction, the seller lets the buyer take possession of the house, and the buyer is paying the note on the $25,000. When the $25,000 is paid off, okay, the seller needs the other 50% to the buyer, 
and the buyer continues with the $60,000 in payments to the seller. This is a way for people to deal Especially if you're with family with and you're all doing yeah. it and saying, let's figure this out together. Right, let's figure this out. Yes, exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, this is a way for people to work and deal in transactions, and this is only one of many, many transactions that we have in the book as examples only. Now, the transaction that Margie mentioned to you earlier about the old couple mm-hmm. and the young couple, okay, that's what we call the house swap. What the old people are doing is swapping their houses or their house for the house owned by the young couple. I'll give you another example. Mm-hmm. Let's say the old folks have a house worth a million dollars. It's a big house. Mm-hmm. All the kids are gone. The grandkids are gone. They can't ramble around in this house any longer. So they want to sell it and get a smaller house. A young couple, which is doing, the couple is doing pretty well financially. They want to upgrade. They want to buy something in the million dollar category, but they really don't have the qualifications to go through a bank. So these two entities get together, the old couple and the young couple. And the young couple says this, look, we will pay you the million dollars for the house, okay, by this method. When we take possession of your house for a million dollars, you take possession of our house worth 400000 You deed your house to us, we deed your house to you. And we will also give you a note of $600,000 for 10 years, okay? There are countless ways to do things like this mm-hmm. without the banks yeah. and without brokers. If you don't have a bank in the transaction, you don't have a broker in the transaction, then you don't have third parties in the transaction controlling you. Because yeah. what do banks do? They control you. Okay, okay. I, don't want, I don't want to dig too deep into this because it could be really messy, but just in general, when you guys were working with people 2008, 9, 10, 11, when the whole foreclosure thing was going on, were you able to just in general help people not be foreclosed on? Yes, we did. did we you? didn't help we helped them lawfully, okay? Mm-hmm. We didn't help them this way. The reason we wrote this book, Patrick, was because of that uh, problem that, that happened time. in 2007, 2008. Right. And about five years before that, I predicted the whole thing over radio, okay? I don't know whether it was on your program, but I did Probably quite a few programs mm-hmm. at that time and made the prediction that there was going to be a major, major crisis that the government was going to bail out the banks to the tune of about $8 trillion because the banks were foreclosing on people and were losing money. But I said that that would at least triple. And the last figure we had was over $40 trillion that the government paid to the banks, okay, to cause the problems that caused people to lose homes. Something like 27 million homeowners lost their homes during that that's why we wrote this book pattern Mm. okay to help people help themselves to get out of problems when the government and the banks are not willing to help them see see, problems have existed forever we all know that okay and i have to repeat this we don't like to talk about problems everyone talks about just briefly we're into solutions for those problems and there aren't too many people out there with solutions that's what we've been doing all our lives Patrick solving problems for people now people have to help themselves okay they can't expect someone to fly down from the sky and help them but what we do is tell people what we would do in any given situation we don't do their work for Mm -hmm. them 
we will give them free of cost all of the material we have. We send it to them by email. We will work with them through any process. And over the years, like I say, many thousands of cases have been won against government and corporations, and many people have saved their homes lawfully. Okay. Do you, we could get into that too, but that's no. That's okay. You know, it will get to too touch. complicated right now for what the time we have. Do you do you charge a nominal fee to people to help them do that stuff? We don't charge anything. Come on, you guys! You just help people. <laughs> we just don't for, charge. God anything. love you. That's great. We're Good not in the money, Patrick. Good okay. Our 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 basis has been to help people, help themselves, and help the country. It has never been based on money. Yeah. Everything we do, we give away for free. Now, obviously, we sell the book. Sure. Uh, I mean, we don't bookstores sell it, but um, you you eat food too. It's good. It's good to yeah, you know, have yeah, food. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we we basically exist on donations, and we don't require donations from anyone. If they want to donate, fine. If they don't, oh, that's, that's terrific okay too. So, um, do you have a website? People can reach you through a website. Yes, Margie will give you that. Okay. Our website is. The same. I can't hear you. Oh. Our website is citizens of the American. Constitution.net. Citizens of the American Constitution.net. Same one we've had for a long time. Nothing fancy there, just some basic information to help people help themselves. This, you know, Jack said earlier, we, we've always tried to help people help themselves. Oh, that's great. We don't want to be a rescue team for anybody else. We want to help other people step up to the plate and take charge because that is very empowering. And when people are empowered righteously, they tend to soar as Mm. human beings, and they tend to do the right thing, and they tend to encourage others to do the right thing. And, you know, there's a lot of talk about people being, you know, we're no longer a moral nation, we're this or that. And unfortunately, much of that is true. Because people have looked to uh, what I call the false god of money, power, success, influence, superficial things. That uh, don't mean anything in the long run, and they've lost their way when it comes to personal integrity and ethics. And we need to get back to the place where everybody wants to have a, a personal code of ethics that they not only live, but they demonstrate by their daily lives, so that others can emulate them and spread the word. Indeed, That's what we we're talking with Jack and Margie Flynn. Their, their book is called "Bypass the Banks." You can get it on Amazon. Any other place on Amazon? A lot of people don't uh, like. Barnes, yeah, Barnes and Noble. Barnes and good for you, Barnes and Noble. A lot of people don't like to do Amazon. Um, I want to ask. It's them, also in Europe. I'm sorry. It, it's it's available worldwide. Oh, we have a lot of the world. We have listeners all over the world. That's good to know. Okay. Um, I want to talk a little bit about. Um, well, let me do this email first. This is from Glenn. He's in Houston. One thing that really makes me <laughs> crazy is property tax. Um, is there anything that we could ever do to get out of property taxes? Good question. Um, technically, from a constitutional standpoint, property taxes are unlawful. Okay? Mm. Because your property is akin to your rights, and your rights cannot be taxed or legislated, limited, restricted in any way. Right. However, people are duped into the system by recording their their documents when they buy or sell a property. Yes. They want it on record. Yeah. And that puts it into a register, and then the counties take over and say, well, you're on the register. And it, they make an assumption that 
is not known to the average guy. So he doesn't realize that he's now in bed with the county, and the county is taking ownership of the home that he bought, right. that he's paying for with his labor. So in order to, in order to uh, avoid paying property taxes, one would have to, first of all, not record with the county. Oh, so and you're talking about a new thing, but once you're in or you're in, can you get out if you're in? Yeah, you can, but you ha- would have to do it in the right way. Okay, there is a there is a process that you could do. Have you you've actually succeeded with people who have been paying property taxes for ten or twenty years and get out? Yes, some people have done that, but they've done it very quietly, and obviously they don't want to be waving flags around because if they do, they're going to be targeted. So they're very quiet about it. But in order to do that, you have to you have to understand the dynamics. You have to be able to show and demonstrate that your reasoning, your rationale, is lawfully based and it's superior to the, the yes. corporate mentality so, that's being so used on paper, to your tax. lawfully or ethically or whatever word you want to use, uh, the Constitution still holds sway here. And if you know what you're doing, you can. Can you? Does your book do that, or is that more detailed? Yeah. Does it? it? It goes into that a little bit. What, what we're trying to convey to the people, and this is something that I really hope the people listen to and understand, and comprehend. If, if any action is conducted by any form of government at any level that violates the Constitution in any way, then that act or action... I think you froze up a minute. ...has limited oh. delegated authority. And that authority comes to them from the people and it's delegated through the Constitution. When they act in a manner that violates or denies or contradicts the Constitution's then they don't have any legitimate authority to act. And they're a renegade or a rogue. And if they're a rogue, that means that they can be standing on their own without the protection of their office. Hmm. And they are essentially vulnerable personally and also from the point of view of malfeasance in their office you can make too. them. You can make them liable personally. That's where they really start to move when you start <laughs> making them. Um, yes, yeah. You yeah. can make them liable and you can get them out of office because any time a public officer does anything that violates his oath, that purges the oath that mm-hmm. he took, Jack mentioned earlier Article 6, Clauses 2 and 3, those articles essentially, they state that the Constitution is the supreme law of the land and that every public official is bound to the Constitution by oath. And in, in that binding, that oath requires them to uphold the Constitution superior any other gotcha. law. One more thing on property tax before we move on to another subject. Um, so are you saying in your experience and research that property tax as it is done today is unconstitutional? Yes. Wow. Yes, it is. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. That's pretty cool. Now, I don't know if it's cool. So um, did you want to say something on property tax, Jack? Yes. Okay. Yes. The American people, again, the American people can help themselves by getting into solutions that are effective. The power and the authority of the Constitution is very effective, okay? We have the constitutional right to life, liberty, and property that cannot be taken from us without due process of law. There is no due process of law against any individual when his property rights are taxed and his property is taxed. Remember, a right is a right because it's a right. When you tax a right, it's no longer a right, it's a privilege. And the, the government has no constitutional authority whatsoever to convert a right into a privilege and then tax it. 
There have been, been many Supreme Court cases on this, and it's just common sense if you understand the Constitution. The problem, my friend, is that the American people, for the most part, I'm talking about the society now, there are individuals, for the most part, don't give a damn. They don't care. They'll just pay the tax. Sure, they just they'll pay. complain. Yeah, right. They'll complain. They'll bitch. They'll moan. They'll yell and scream, but they won't do anything about it to stop the tax by dealing in the law of the land. So, folks, if you want to deal in the law of the land, and you want our methods, email us at the uh, the website. Uh, yes. Well, let me give you an email. Okay. okay? You can email us at uh, which one, Margie? Take back our rights at yahoo.com we have so many of them <laughs> but take back our rights at yahoo.com okay. we'll be glad to send you our methods and our approaches and how you can help yourself and you can help yourself by getting involved in the constitution and protecting your rights and going all the way and one of the ways you start is buying through the affidavit approach i mentioned before <laughs> and as i mentioned before i don't know how many millions save their jobs or their lives and all their lives Patrick, but after, after <laughs> all these corporations killed their mandates, there was a deafening silence from the thousands of people who contacted us. Hmm. Okay, The bottom line with the American society is, I have mine and the hell with the rest of you. That's not a good way to run a nation. We have to help each other. Not one of those people was willing to use those methods against the government to take back our government. And we have to start doing that. We have to start taking back our government, and we have to start taking back our economic system. And this book can help you do that if you're so inclined. Oh, terrific. Jack and Margie Flynn, let me show you the book again. Um, we've had several conversations over the last couple of years with a friend of mine, uh, Charlie Sewell, who's a great researcher and um, good man. I don't know if you've heard of Charlie, but he, he's been talking about the oath of office and it was pretty curious where um, DeSantis in Florida kicked out some attorney uh, attorney because he violated his oath of office. And Charlie has said and other people that we can use this oath of office to get rid of some people that are in our county or in, in city, right? And get them out? Yes, Patrick. I'm glad you brought that up because oh. we were going to... They're having a little trouble with their internet froze up a minute. Patrick Timponi, Jack and Margie Flynn, uh, the internet just froze up. Oh, there they are. You're back. Okay. Here we go. Yeah, you're okay, back. It's back. Okay. Anyway, we, we wanted to discuss this a little bit because this is key to what we've been doing, okay? Ah. Um, all along, we have used our methodology, which is related to the affidavits that we talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. And we've used that to notify government. And basically, it's, it's, it's effectuating the First Amendment guarantee to address your grievances to your government. And an affidavit is a very good way to do it because you swear under oath that the statements you've made in that affidavit are true and correct to the best of your knowledge. Mm -hmm. So everything has to be predicated in truth, in fact, valid law, meaning constitutionally compliant law, and evidence that you can bring to bear on the circumstances. Using this methodology, we, when we lived in New Mexico, uh, basically rid uh, our state of about well, close to four dozen. Did you, you really? You kicked them out. You kicked them out. Yeah, we did. We did wow. because they were crooked. 
And this ranged from anywhere from cops and um, judges, uh, some uh, senators, and so forth. No kidding. Because, yes, w- when you bring the when you bring the oath of office into it, just as you mentioned earlier, yes, this is a linchpin that I wish people really could comprehend. As I said earlier, that oath binds them to the Constitution. It requires them to uphold the Constitution. Mm-hmm. Anytime they do anything that does not uphold the Constitution, and believe me, they do it every day, then they stepped outside of their lawful, delegated, limited authority. Wow. And then they do that, they, they invoke sections 3 and 4 of the 14th Amendment. And those sections basically say that anyone who has taken an oath and then purges that oath, vacates his office upon the commission of that action and in so doing he forfeits his benefits of that office including salaries and pension he's no longer fit to serve and he is not eligible he's prohibited to receive pretty serious stuff that's why they very very serious and anybody can use this and over the past two years or so many of our students uh, with our guidance Mm -hmm have used this to get their school boards to stop with this nonsense with the masks yeah, for kids, yeah. demanding vaccines and so forth. And some of them are still going at it. Some of them are bringing suits to court uh, with employers who tried to make them take their shots mm. or wear the masks, etc. Wow. Because they recognize that they have rights, and those rights are inherent, meaning we get them from our Creator. They're unlimited. They're yes. unalienable, meaning they cannot be leaned upon and they cannot be taken away. Yes, ma'am. And they are guaranteed to us in our national constitution and in our state constitution. And the Declaration too. of Independence, too. Yes. Well, it goes right back to the very beginning. Oh. The very beginning. And remember what the Declaration of Independence says, too, about Americans being duty-bound to oppose all enemies of this republic, foreign and domestic. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's a fair bet to say that we have many more domestic enemies than we do foreign. Yeah, you think. <laughs> and instead of instead of clapping for them and putting them up our office again and you know you know voting for them because we like the color of their wife's hair or their kids look cute in a photograph, we need to get these criminals out of office and into jail or worse. Excellent. So, so DeSantis is on pretty solid ground with this county attorney. Huh? He he probably won't get his yes, job back. He is. Yeah. He definitely is on solid ground with 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 this attorney. Huh. And you know, Jack and I, I, I don't want to sound cynical, but there are some <laughs> things that we've seen in our many decades of helping people that give us pause about any public official who makes promises and does things. Now, sure. so far, DeSantis has done pretty good. What I think yeah. are some good things. But I'm a little concerned about some of the things in his background, because if you if you understand the nature of the con, and this con on this planet is huge, what they do is set up people. They're controlling both sides, just like they did with the wars. Of course. And they set up a good guy and a bad guy, and they make the good guy look really good. He does this, he does that, whatever. And it's all photo ops, and it's all scripted, and it's all designed to have the people transfer loyalty to the new hero. Yes, And ma'am. then the next hero, and the next and none of them ever follow through because none of them were sincere in the first place. Their, their deal, their gain is personal influence, money, power, control, um, the kind of recognition that some people's egos demand. And unfortunately, that's the kind of person that seems to want to seek office in this country. Good people, normal people who try to go into politics because they think that they can make a difference usually don't last very long because they cannot stomach the corruption yeah. or they get turned and they're no longer good people. And for what but it's worth, I, in my opinion, I believe this is happening on this on a big level as well. 
I think China and Putin and Xi and they're all in on the deal. And it's just oh, a yeah. it's just a good guy bad guy thing, you know. It's, uh, right? It's, it's theater. It's all theater. This whole thing. The whole thing is made up, man. <laughs> the recent the recent thing with Alex Jones supposedly sure. being on trial. This, you think a real trial is going to be a show trial like that with the judge? You know, wagging her finger at Jones and him sitting here looking like a dumb schoolboy. Give me a break! Come on, people. We cannot. We cannot accept this nonsense. It's it's no different than watching a dumb, stupid Disney movie. So you you, know? you think Jones is in on the deal? Absolutely. Do you? I, I've wow. never had any trust for that man from the beginning. I know he says a lot of things. He puts a lot of information out there, but most of it to me is fear porn, and uh, the hmm. blustering and, and the same old, same old. Never ever into solutions. Many, many of our students who either came to our seminars or who contacted us or who used our methods to help themselves they said, I'm going to write to Alex Jones or I'm going to call Jason. I'm going to do this because uh, they're, they're going to want to have you guys on. And we said, uh, thank you for the thought, but that's not going to happen because other people have tried and failed. And this has been going on for you know a couple of decades. Well, color me naive, but I have always thought he was a pretty cool guy, so I don't know about well, that that's one. That's your that's your right to think. No, I, I understand. Want. Yeah, so well, we understand it. What do you make of this? Uh, you know, just for fun, since you're here, I know you think about this stuff because you're critical thinkers. God love you. What do you think about this <laughs> FBI thing with uh, with Trump yesterday? You think that's Another, theater as well? I yeah, I do think you? it's theater. I do. I mean, the whole the whole thing that we've been watching is theater of the absurd, and it's been going on for a long time. <laughs> and I think all of these these stories that keep cropping up, it's just grist for the mill. It is not real. Probably so. So let's talk uh, in the last fifteen minutes. Let's talk about some things that our listeners around the world can be thinking about with this financial system, as you said. And I've been studying it for years, and I've never seen anything so crazy land financially with debt ever, ever. And so I don't know what they're going to do, and who knows what this great reset is. What is your opinion what the globalists have in mind for this country? You think they want to just destroy us, kind of just third world deal? Our system is totally communist and has been for a long time. Mm -hmm. And if you follow the history of communism, starting with the Bolshevik Revolution, which was really a Zionist revolution in Russia, every communist country has followed the same exact plan that is being orchestrated in this country. Mm -hmm. The same thing. Mm -hmm. And if you remember Khrushchev many, many years ago, back in 1961, before the United Nations, took off his shoe and banged it on the gavel and said, we will bury you. We will take you from inside. We will screw you right from the beginning from the inside. And that's exactly what happened. And in those days, I was dealing with, well, back in the 50s, Robert Welsh of the John Birch Society and Senator Joe McCarthy of Wisconsin, who were basically my, my mentors, and they were speaking out against communism, and you know what happened to them. Mm-hmm. The government got to them. Okay, so the people have to be wiser. But let me get back to something about uh, Donald Trump. Patrick, I'll ask you a question. If you were the president of the United States and you knew that the election that had just been conducted, which was won in favor of your opponent, was a total sham and a total fraud, would you ever leave the White House? Uh, Would I ever leave? Uh, oh, you mean, I probably would just stick around till the military has drugged me out or something. 
I guess. Trump, Trump, Trump didn't do that, did he? He did Trump not. Trump did not use the power and the effectiveness and the authority of the Constitution to declare that election a total, complete fraud. He could have done that? He could have done it? Yes, he could have done it. Yes, he could have done it. He put his tail between his legs and left. That's not a guy I can admire. I would never leave a position like that if I knew conclusively that the election was the total fraud. He knew so it, no right? It wasn't a conspiracy theory. I mean, come on. The evidence was there. I mean, gee. So, so, well, he kind of lost me at uh, Operation Warp Speed. You know, that's where he lost me. You know, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Anybody yeah. that doesn't know these vaccines aren't, they're not even vaccines, as Margie said. They're injections. Anybody that doesn't know that these things are, are killing people, well, they don't deserve to be dog catcher, much less president of the United States. That's correct. I completely agree. So we have to be wary of those who... Yes, sir. We think our gods on earth, okay? I understand. He's a man, just like any other man, and most men are corrupt. I hate to say it, but most <laughs> men are corrupt. The honor and the ethics in our society is at an all-time all low. Time. And we have to reverse that, folks. Well, because the you know, maybe, Jack, think, you know, I'm, I'm the most positive guy in the world, but from my standpoint, I really think this is a very positive time because I believe more people are waking up. A lot of people are waking up because they can see how bizarre these people are and maybe the whole thing's got to implode and we we start over you know maybe we start over in texas and florida and have our own states i i don't know but I, it doesn't, it doesn't seem like there's a political hold on a second jack it doesn't seem like there's a political or a judicial solution to this government they're not going to change i'm sorry they're just well, not going to change i totally agree Do you? okay now let me let me mention this because it's important there are three of our students in three different states who are willing to go all the way using our methods, okay, which they've used now. They've gone through all levels of government. And if they follow through, which I believe they will, they will bring, bring suits in their own states against the entire government of that state because there is no legitimate, lawful, constitutional governance existent in the entire nation. And we have to understand that it does not exist. Anywhere. I understand, and I and I know you're right. But if you have a, a phony Supreme Court, phony Justice Department, like we do, what does it matter? You could be all right all day, all the time, and everybody will say, "Okay, whatever." You shove the Constitution down their throats and up their keisters, <laughs> and you rely upon Article Six, and you enforce your constitutional rights against these communists. That's what has to be done. And that's what the American people have to do. If they don't do it, Patrick, we're all Well, gone. we know the American okay. people aren't going to do it because they, they're 98% of them are in la-la land because they're dazed and confused and scared. Come on, let's just be real. That's the way well, it is. We are real. Uh, we are real. But that's why You know how many so shows upset. are like mine, you know, compared to mainstream media, like what, 0.4% everywhere, internet, everywhere? I mean, I so I, you know, I'm not being a pessimist here, but be realist, you know, it's it's the way it is right now. I mean, it is the way it is, and and we're doomed. Okay. Well, that, no, we I would. I, I'm more positive than I've ever been, Jack, about my life. I'm not worried about me. Come on, we no. we know how to take care of ourselves, and our we listeners do. do, right? They're growing their food. Patrick, they're taking care of themselves. They're buying gold and silver, and they're batting the hatches. You know. Yeah. You, you're doing well. Margie and I are doing well. Your listeners are doing well. There are certain elements of the society 
who are ahead of the game. They understand what's yes, going on. Yes, sir. When I talk about the people, I'm talking about the entire society. Oh, I understand. If the entire society does nothing, we're screwed. And yeah. the entire society is doing nothing. So it's up to us. I've been doing this work for 70 years. For 70 years, I've been trying to get the American people off their doubts. I know you have. committed into action. And, but we have to take You know, action. people... People don't listen to guys like you and me, and then they they don't because they're dazed and confused. What can I say? Patrick, we're dinosaurs. They think we're, we're crazy. We're, they think we're crazy. You know, we're extinct. You know, we're not around anymore. <laughs> they just think we're crazy. I, and I'm not belittling your work. Your work is great. You know, in, in planet Earth or Earth plane, uh, I don't think we're a planet, but that's another story. Um, I think we do what we can do, right? You you guys are doing what you can do. You've done it your whole life. You're writing books. I mean, that's between you and God. What else are you going to do? You know, uh, you know, Big G, when you leave here, is going to say, well, you did great. You know, you're, you're not going to lose points for not getting a million people. You gain points Probably for getting not. two people, in my opinion. But as, as a guy who played a lot of sports in my, my day, <laughs> my objective was to win, okay? Uh, coming in second is not, you know, not. it's honorable. There's nothing wrong with it. But I want to win. And I want America to win, too. And I want the people to win. And the only way that people are going to win is to get back into the Constitution. And we have to, as I said before, as a society, we have to take our government back and we have to take our economic power back. And that's what this book is based upon, taking back your economic power, taking back your financial system and controlling your own destiny. And as I say, we wrote the book based upon what happened in 2007, 2008, right. 27 million People lost their properties. So mainly, mainly people. staying out of the banking, which is the title of the book, is the, the key. The one of the keys to yes. just stay out of the out of the uh, the, the, the giant squid, right? Uh, one of the keys. Yes, and yeah. there are there are many many ways to do it. As long as you have parties that have equity and are willing to deal with each other mm -hmm. in an honorable way under contract, okay. And when you exercise the contract and you buy the house, you don't have to record it. Okay, there are ways you can keep away from that. Because as we discussed earlier, the property tax is totally unconstitutional. It may be legal in some areas, but it's totally unconstitutional. And if we emphasize the power of the Constitution, it supersedes everything else. So in our book, we're showing people how they can bypass the banks, bypass the governments, bypass the brokers, bypass the system, and deal directly with each other. Now it was written for the for the average guy who lost. Froze up again. Who doesn't have? We're 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 on. No, yeah, yeah, you froze for a moment. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, we're back now. Yeah. Okay, we wrote it for the average guy who really doesn't have any power. Okay, who gets dumped on by the system all the time. Hmm. We're trying to show that guy how we can protect his rights. In. Our internet's a little sketchy this morning. Sorry for that, folks. Jack and Margie Flynn. Their book is called Bypass the Banks at Amazon and Barnes and Noble. They're in Arkansas, and their internet is uh, breathing hard. There we go. You're back. Okay, go ahead. You're back. Bypass the Banks was your last thought. <laughs> yes. Again, <laughs> sometimes we get knocked off. You know, we wrote the book for the average guy. Yeah. The average guy who lost his house to show him how he can save his house, or at least sell his house before he loses everything, before the government and the banks shut him down. Right. But it graduates from there 
into a process by which people can use these very simple methods, if they desire, to gain fabulous, unimaginable wealth through these systems. Huh. Example, we have one program in the book to show that an average guy starting out with 15 grand, following these methods over a 25-year, 30-year period, okay, can amass a fortune of over two and a half billion dollars. Two and a half billion? Did you say B? Billion. Like with, billion? With a B. With a B. This okay. is doing real estate? Yes. Doing the real estate the way we've done it, the way we do it, and the way we're be describing dumb. in the book. And that's in the book? Now, we're you not, that? 15 yes, grand is, is all you need to start? Well, yes, but if you follow the program, you you can't, you know, it's like a quarterback playing football. You can't lay. You got to play 100% all the time. Yeah, I understand. And if the people follow the programs all the time, yes, they can amass this fortune. Hmm. I mean, a lot of fortunes have been started with a dollar, you know, very, very small money, okay, with a very good idea. So, yes, that's possible. But, again, we're not focused on the fabulous wealth people can make because only, you know, maybe a few people will do that. We're focused on the many so they can save their own properties or buy properties in tough times. Yeah. In tough times, the banks won't let you do anything. Okay, you can't buy, you can't sell. If you deal with our approach, you can either buy or sell, and you can yeah. do it very easily. What so about, uh, we only have a few minutes, but in general, do you ever recommend or help people to just get out of the whole tax thing, or is that too spooky land? Or? We don't we you don't, don't mess work with it. directly and give legal advice to anyone. Okay. okay. We only tell people what we would do in their situations. Mm -hmm. All right. People can go to our website and they can contact us by phone. Our phone number is two zero seven four zero four nine zero nine three or by the um, the address Margie gave Take back you. your rights at Yahoo.com. Take our rights. Take back our rights. Take back our rights at, at yahoo.com. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we'll be glad to speak with people. We're not going to do work for you, but we'll tell you what we would do in your situation, and we'll send you material, and then it's up to you. Have you all seen that this, uh, this some uh, uh, bill that's going to stop inflation, which is going to cause inflation, um, the $750 billion deal that the Senate just passed, 87000 this is real number, new IRS agents. 87, yeah. you divide that by 50 states. Yeah, well the IRS is an illegal, unconstitutional organization, but as long as people allow it to exist, it's going to exist and expand. Yeah. That's the bottom line. We have to stop it. Look, let, let me ask you this, <laughs> let me state this. A tax must be valid to exist and must exist to be enforced. Can anyone out there name any such law passed by Congress that makes you subject to pay IRS? I don't think there the is one. The answer is no. There is not one, is there? There no. isn't. Hmm. So the American people, again, have to use the rights guaranteed in the Constitution or get perpetually screwed into the ground by the government. Yeah, I, I prefer the former than the latter. <laughs> All right, guys, it's really fun talking to you. Why don't you get work on your sound a little bit, maybe? Um, and we'll have you back sometime. If I'd like to get, uh, you know what I mean, a, a good mic you can hear. It was just kind of a little bit hard. But I mean, we did fine. Uh, people were able to hear you, and that's all, that's all that counts. But, you know, maybe talk to some geek up there and get you set up for a little. Yeah, we, we certainly can do that. This good. used to be a good mic, but it's been around for a while, so I'm sure it's not up to speed technologically. 
But we, we appreciate the opportunity it's our to, pleasure. You know, to speak. And uh, we, we were really gratified to hear last week from our publisher that our oh, book, which Jack is holding up go. right now. There you go. Bypass um, the banks. The cover was done by our grandson, Calvin, who is a graphic artist. He just graduated oh, from college. Yeah, he did a great job. And our book was number one last week in the particular category that I found. Oh, that's in. terrific. Our publisher was very pleased, as were we. So we hope people will buy it and will read it, because this is for you guys. This is for you, and to get you up to speed, not only on bypassing the banks, but on understanding and standing under and on top of your Constitution, because that's your ticket, guys. That's yeah. our ticket in the Constitutional Republic. Well, thanks for coming in. And uh, coming on the show, and happy happy day in Arkansas. I just want to give a little plug here, just to let you know for fun. I've been working on a screenplay about a president who uh, takes over the Federal Reserve Bank by force, sends in the army. His dad made a deal with the boys, the bankers, to get him into office. The White Hats put a really cool vice president in to help him, and it's a great story. We've actually won two different awards at various uh, film festivals around the country. So it's got some, it's got some juice, and we're gonna we're gonna sell it. We're gonna get this made someday. It's a good, good. story. I hope you do. Oh yeah, I hope you do. We will. I'd love to see that, Patrick. Yeah, it's Congratulations. A, well, it's a good. We well, we've been more. working on forever. I think we started 15 years ago. So. Well, keep working. Come up with more. Oh yeah, yeah. I've already got three screenplays done, and that's what I'm gonna do in my next career is write, make movies. Sounds good. Make movies, baby. And you know, One of my granddaughters is going to be a screenwriter, too. She just graduated from Emerson in Boston. Well, have her email me. I can give her some great books to read. Yeah, have her email. I will. Please I will. do. Please sure. do. All right, All right, you guys. Love you. Take care right. of yourself. Thank you. Love you, too, And, Patrick, and find a well. good geek up there in, in Arkansas to help with your mic, and we'll have you back on and you know, get into some more trouble. Okay. Thanks Sounds a lot. Good. Bye-bye. Thanks, Patrick. Take care. May we'll the blessings be. Bye-bye. It's great. Fun people. Jack and Margie, they've been at this forever, man. They are pros at this stuff. So get their book. I'm going to get their book. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go on Amazon and buy it, and uh, I'm going to show you a picture of it. Okay, we're going to take a little break here, and then we're going to talk about this monkey business called Monkeypox with a real virologist, Mike Stone, who we've had on the show before. And Mike knows about virology because he didn't go to virology school. Mm, what? Yeah, he didn't go. Uh, that's why he knows about it. That's how it works. All right, kids, I love you. We'll see you in 10 with Mike Stone uh, on OneRadioNetwork.com. Uh, thanks for buying the products that we promote, and that's how we, we make our house payment and pay our property tax. Um, may, the, <laughs> may the blessings be. Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is One. RadioNetwork.com.